I get two picks. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what I kind of love is, like, when you're just, like, kind of trade talking to somebody and then all of a sudden they just, like, bam, send you an offer and you're just, like, accept, 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 accept. Like, just right away, you're just like, I got to do this. I'm uh, well, I'm trying to trade away Darren Waller in that league right now. Really trying to get rid of Darren Waller. Bad. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a second for him. I'll give you two, three. That's not enough for a top five. Uh, if he plays, he's top five. Oh, don't even do that. Don't even do that. You're trying to undersell him. As soon as yeah. as soon as you try and undersell uh, an asset I'm giving to you, I'm like, nope. I don't want. I don't want you to have him now because he's so bad. You don't need him you on your team. You, you won't even. I mean, I've been working trying to get Kittle off of you for a year. You keep. You won't even discuss him. So I won't trade. Breaking my heart in on that. So. So I, I here's my thing. I will not trade in a league until the league is transitioned to the new year. So like now that league is in like limbo until my fantasy league transitions to 2022. Uh, I don't even look at my rosters. I don't even care about none of that. I just leave it. But anyways, that's our intro. Welcome on into second and short, the cheap seats fantasy and dynasty podcast. This is season three and this is episode four. Uh, we're doing back to 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 back um, divisional breakdowns of each division in the NFL where we go over each team and we give you guys a player you should buy from that team, a player from that team that you should just hold on to, and a player you should trade away. Uh, as always, I am your host, Tyler Lauder, joined with our Eastern Dynasty fantasy expert, Jason. Uh, Jason, how are you doing today? Uh, you've been making a lot of trades in a league run together. Yeah, I, I got it. Uh, since dispersal, uh, dispersal draft, uh, I've had to make some moves to make this team a contender. Um, not not so much, you know, leaving a leaving a team barren because who plays in free leagues anymore, and then just bounce. Oh my god! Uh, but but I'm trying to make this con- this team a contender, and I think I'm I'm building a pretty solid squad. But yet, you know, the one person that has never has not sent me an offer is you. You're the only one in that league has not even sent offer. I sent I just sent a filler offer, you know, just to get the communication. He shot it down with, with not even a message to me saying, you know, telling me to kiss your ass, nothing. Just boom, cold shut down. Well, what's up with that? I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just easing my way. I'm letting all of you guys trade right now. And then I'm just kind of sitting still and things will happen. I got, everybody knows what my trade block is. And they'll hit me when they hit me. But let's jump on in. AFC East time. Uh, this is a very long intro. So we'll just go right into the Buffalo Bills. And we're going to talk about who we should buy from that team. And I'm going to start us off. So we're going to talk about, there's a lot of good options here. Obviously, we want to talk about guys when we do this. Like, yeah, you should go out and buy Stefan Diggs or whatever. Like, some things need to be reasonable because you don't want to go out and be like, oh, yeah, I just traded away three first-round picks for Stefan Diggs because that's what the guy wanted. Sometimes you got to wiggle your way around and find things that won't cost you as much. That's where this guy, Gabriel Davis, finishes wide receiver 60 on the year. We all know him from that huge game he had in the playoffs. Uh, he's been a guy that is just, he, he's just that. He's just a guy. But he's going to be turning 23 this year. And on a team that featured Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, um, Cole Beasley, and Emmanuel Sanders, he still came out with 549 yards and six touchdowns on 35 catches. His age is so intriguing. He has good size at 6'2", 210 pounds. He's got nice speed as well. Josh Allen likes this guy. I believe he could be had for a high third, maybe late second round pick in this draft. 
which is something I'd be willing to get rid of uh, in a package that I can get somebody like Gabe Davis to give me some debt. You, you said he has 35 receptions? 35 so, receptions. And six touchdowns? And six touchdowns. So that's what, a touchdown every six receptions? Yeah, something like that and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a touchdown every six receptions. This is the, the epitome of what I mean you look for in a buy candidate um, that's got a good consistency. I mean, that, that catch to touchdown ratio is outstanding, especially on a talent-ridden team such as the Bills. So, yeah, I really like this buy, and he showed flashes of his potential. Beasley is kind of, you know, going to be one of those expendable people that I see that is on that offense, which would expand uh, his role. I, I, I love this buy in your, that you've, in, you've laid out there. In his two seasons, he is very consistent. So as the third slash fourth option, uh, he's had 35 receptions both the last two years. He's had 62 and 63 targets back to back. 599, 549 in yards. So pretty averaging 573, 574, whatever, as the fourth option. And he's at seven and six touchdowns. It's consistency right now. So you'd have to assume Manuel Sanders slides away. Cole Beasley slides away in a year or two. This guy is going to be a guy that is going to be looked at as number two with Josh Allen. He's going to grow with him. And I think that's just what you need to look at to buy. Problem we have here, and this is my buy for, it's been my buy since the season was over. The problem is he had that big game and we see this potential. So you need to strike um, at the right time, which probably is during the rookie draft. Maybe this is one of those things where you're like, I don't even, I don't even know. You're just like sitting here and you're like at one eight and you're like, yeah, I'll move down to one twelve. Just throw in Gabe Davis. You know what I mean? Like, give me Gabe Davis and you can move up four spots in the rookie draft. Something like that is where maybe you can kind of strike gold. But yeah, so I, I really like that. And speaking of guys in a grow with, let's talk about your keep. My keep is probably one of the most obvious in this division. That's Josh Allen. I mean, finish as a QB one this year, uh, cornerstone of offense, super flex, you know, uh, is single quarterback or super flex. He's going to be a cornerstone of a team. He's going to put up the numbers. He's only going to get better. He's only going to mature more, grow with the receivers around him. So I, I think this is probably the easiest one out of this division to mm -hmm. choose as, to choose as a keep. How I look at this is if you wanted to sell Josh Allen and trade him away because you want to strike gold on a deal, I'm not against that. But I like to believe that if you can lock down a position for the next, and dynasty leagues are more fun when you're playing longer. That's the truth. Like the longer, like a league gets five, six years older, we like it four years older. It's better than a new league. You have Josh Allen for five, six, 10 years that's going to be good and lock down a position that you never have to touch in your rookie drafts ever, ever. You can just pick up, you know, guys that are in range 26 to 32 every year as your number two quarterback, and you'll be fine, but you never have to worry about quarterback position. If you have him in a single quarterback in a super flex, you don't really, I mean, really, you don't have to worry about anything as well, but if you can kind of draft in like later on in the, you know, if you have a winning team, 112, you can draft a quarterback and be like, yeah, sure, I'll take quarterback. I don't really care. But having a guy like this who's the top tier of quarterback play in fantasy football, dynasty football, at such a young age, you should just kind of ride into the sunset until your league implodes. Hopefully never. <laughs> yeah, and I, 
uh, like you said, it, it's one. Of, he's one of those uh, upper tier that you could just once you grab, unless something absolutely mind blowing comes along and somebody's willing to overpay drastically. He, he needs to sit on your team. You, you need to retire in the league together. Uh, and with that, you can, with a solid quarterback, especially in a one quarterback league, you can concentrate more on other key positions because you have that position on lock. You know, Mahomes is, is in that realm too. Uh, and I mean, those two are in a, in a league of their own, in my opinion that you could lock down and totally build around your other key positions unless somebody's going to drastically overpay. Yeah, I agree. Now let's talk about somebody that you should trade away. Uh, this was my pick. Uh, this is Dawson Knox. Now this is a very hard situation to pick on who we should trade because uh, I don't think Sanders or Beasley are guys that you're really going to get anything for because they're too old. Um, Singletary. I don't think he gets looked at as a guy that's going to give you good enough value uh, based on what I, you know, hear what you're discussing in a trade form right now. I, I feel like if you're trading him away and that's all you're getting, I'm not happy with that. Uh, but good on you. If you can pull up that deal, by the way. Uh, but for me, a Dawson Knox makes a little bit of sense. So in his 15 games this year, only seven games, he had five or more targets, uh, which is, you know, whatever. They have a lot of options, but still, if he's going to be a reliable guy, he also had nine touchdowns this year. Uh, which is a heavy number, and I'm not sure if this is something that can sustain. Like, he was looked at as, like, literally, uh, there was a couple, there was a string of games where he was just hitting touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And if we go back to his first two years in the NFL, granted, Titans, by year three is a uh, development phrase. We know who they are. But he had two and three touchdowns, respectively. So, like, the only thing that really happened here is his, his receptions kind of doubled, and his touchdowns ended up tripling. I don't think that's production that you're going to guarantee to see all the time. I think he's a hot commodity at this point where you can trade him over. And um, I, I think that's pretty good. If you can, if you can get a good value for him, you can maybe flip him for, for a draft pick. A, a, a late first would be a, a push, but if you could pull that good for you, a couple seconds would not be bad. It, it, it's hard to say trade this guy away because he's young and because he had such a high finish. But I just think I, I don't trust guys that get high touchdowns and when they normally don't do that every year. And again, I'm kind of reaching here because this entire Buffalo Bills team, you could honestly keep or buy, and I'd be okay with it. They're that good. My, my issue with uh, Knox's touchdowns is um, you've got Josh Allen, who is, a, is capable of scrambling, and a lot of tight ends are looked at in the red zone. Uh, inside the 10, you're, I'm going to say that Allen is capable of doing a naked bootleg, running it in, scoring on a rushing rather than looking for your tight end. Uh, I think this season is an outlier for Knox. I think he's yeah. going to regress touchdowns. I think he's going to go back down into that four touchdown range next year. So right now, strike while the iron's hot, find a tight end needy team and, and try to Try to get a a late first, like you said, maybe an upper tier second and maybe a future second. Yeah. Uh, if you if you can strike while the iron's hot with this trade, simple as that. Yeah, and talking about because look, uh, we we talk about this all the time. You know, always if you're trading somebody away, 
point out, well, look, you know, his first two years in the league, his touchdowns, but look, he got that third. He, once he got that third year, you've seen the look at this exponential growth. And, yeah. and you know, always sell. If you're selling sell, somebody, sell your players. Always you're selling your players. Yeah, always top them up. Uh, always accent their attributes and show the progression. Uh, that's that's how you win trades. Unless you get somebody that's an asshole that you know, like Ty, and, and you know. Uh, once you talk somebody up, he, he doesn't want to talk about trades anymore. It's the opposite. As soon as you talk somebody down, I don't. But let's keep moving because we're we're slowing ourselves down here. Let's talk about Miami. Miami Dolphins. There's not a lot of great things about the Miami Dolphins team, but there's some highlights here and everything. Um, you would love to buy Jalen Waddle. We're going to spoiler everything. We'll kind of jump. I'd love to buy Jalen Waddle, but I think we're at the point he did so well, played so yeah. magnificent that his his – value is too high to actually buy at a reasonable price so who can you buy for a reasonable price uh we're going to stay on the tight end discussion i'm going to go gasecki uh i think he's a tight end uh that you can get for a fair price and that's going to contribute he's going to give you some great weeks he's going to give you some ducks but i think he's he's still growing i think he's getting comfortable with Tua. Will to be the quarterback? I don't know. But I think it's the tight end you can get for a fairly reasonable price that can be a contributor to your team and be a solid, solid option to start every week. I think so as well. He had uh, like 70 plus uh, receptions this year, over 700 yards. He doesn't get the touchdowns. It's not really his thing. Um, but he is consistently, I mean, performing pretty well. Um, let me kind of, you know what I want to look at? I want to look at something, um, when we talk about, oh, they're not on here. That, that frustrates me. I was trying to find something so I can actually see how we could calculate this. I don't even know who has them in these leagues. Oh man. I want to see the value difference between Dawson Knox and uh, Mike Gusecki to kind of see how they would be valued, you know? Um, yeah, I don't even know where I'd find them. I was trying to find where I can actually get a value on this, but I would like to see what like other websites would actually value these guys at because then it would give us kind of like a clear cut, um, a clear cut image of like value and rankings because maybe you could trade Dawson Knox for Mike Gusecki plus i don't know that seems ambitious but you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say right now yeah i mean uh i'm looking at fantasy pros right now um you've got knox's tight end nine gaseki is tight end 12 so they're both fringe um right there on the on the tight end one cusp uh, i think you could definitely do i definitely think you can get gasecki in a second for Knox. i i think that's reasonable yeah i think somebody might be willing to do that especially if like they're a buffalo bills fan or if like you can kind of sell them on like hey man this is what you know the like, like dawson knox is paired up with oh, interesting interesting <laughs> um sorry this other place has the other way but I mean, you could probably sell somebody on that. And I think Dawson Knox, or Mike Gusecki and Dawson Knox are in the same range. 
that could be a trade that I would try and make. Hey, you get the younger guy. Simple as that. Give me this guy in a pick, and you get the younger guy to, to build with Josh Allen. Uh, a guy you should keep, spoiler, we already said earlier, it's Jalen Waddle. There's not much to talk about on Jalen Waddle uh, except for the fact that uh, he's fantastic. He's really good. He probably was the best receiver uh, coming out of college. I'm sorry. If you said he was the best receiver coming out of college, I now like I still wouldn't fight you on that. Some people were still going to argue like Jamar Chase, and I'm not. I'm not against that argument either. Like it's not an argument. I'm going to put my hat in at all. Um, but I mean, 104 receptions is good for eighth in the NFL. He had a thousand yards, six touchdowns. We don't see rookie receivers break a thousand uh, that often. We did a long time ago, in like the was it the 2014 class had a lot of guys. But otherwise, it's very rare. And he did so with two at quarterback, which is even more impressive. And I think that he's the type of guy that you just, if you drafted him, good on you, because you probably got him at like 1-8, 1-9 later. Um, and don't try and trade for him, because he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Don't trade him away unless you get an arm and a leg. He, he's one of the staple players that's going to grow in offense. And Miami, without the rumors swirling, um, he can only get better. Uh, mm. I'm not the biggest Tua fan, but he performed well with Tua. Uh, so if you get an upgraded quarterback, he's just going to improve. He's just going to be that much better. <laughs> so I, I think he's the clear-cut wide receiver one of Miami. He's going to grow. He's got infinite room of development. So, yeah, I, I love this keep, and I fully agree with you. And his receiving room isn't very, like, threatening to overtake and everything so i'm not really worried about that and his quarterback play can only get better really uh speaking of which who are you trading away what are we getting out of just somebody i just talked about uh the quarterback it's gonna be a running thing for me uh quarterbacks uh i'm getting rid of Tua because one his future is uncertain he i don't like him uh he's one player that i kind of avoid uh, I some people are high on him, uh, not me. I think in a super flex league, you could actually trade him and get good value out of him. So yeah, I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't think that he transitions well to be a a quarterback that you can rely on. And I think, I think in a single quarterback league, he's probably not really tradable. I don't know who'd want to buy him, um, but in a super flex league, I, I get out, get rid of him right away try and get somebody that's got even less value on them, but has higher upside like a Zach Wilson or just get a first round pick and draft a rookie quarterback. I, I'm out on Tua. Here's the thing. You played 13 games this year, get a turnover in eight of those 13 games. Um, and I'm just counting interceptions. He only averaged 14 points per game at the quarterback position, which means in a super flex, you're probably contemplating starting a skilled position over him based on just that average alone. It's not a guy I'd like to trust, and he's starting to break down. We're seeing that he's, you know, this this non-really athletic, not strong-armed guy is getting hyped up younger, and, I, you know, as he gets older, I just see it declining more and more. I've never been a Tua guy. I've always been out on Tua. I didn't like Tua coming out of college. I, I have him on one roster because he fell in a rookie draft, and as soon as I drafted him, I was like, I'm going to try and trade him, and I couldn't get any value that I thought I wanted from him uh, to make sense for that. So yeah, I agree with this. Get rid of him. If you can, if you can get a first round pick for him, do it. If you can get a, a lesser quarterback with a higher upside, I'm trying to think of who that would be. I said, Zach Wilson, 
I feel like people are really uh, on Zach Wilson right now. Let's um, see. I, I Zach Wilson's a good one. I think Baker Mayfield. <sighs> Justin, I don't know. That, I think I think Baker Justin Fields would be a good one. Justin Fields, if you can get somebody to bite on that. Um, I man, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy G. If you can kind of like swing a pick in there, maybe you can convince I, the Carson Wentz guy or Tannehill guy. You know what I mean? Like, I I want to throw a name out there uh, that you know I'd be willing to package to her with something if I could get. That's Derek Carr. I, I think you know that's in the same realm. You're 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 going to up. You're going to because people's going to go on name value, and yeah. they're going to want to uh, over Carr. But Carr's been consistent in a in a Raiders offense that hasn't been that consistent. So I think if you get Derek Carr with a Tua trade, that's somebody I would target. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with that, and I think that's pretty fair as well. Now let's move to the New England Patriots, and we're going to talk about a guy that I want to buy from that team. And this is very unconventional for me because I don't think you should buy running backs really. Um, when they're younger, just because like they're they cost too much. But if you can buy a guy that probably doesn't cost too much, I think that is uh, soon to be twenty five year old Damian Harris, uh, two hundred and two touches. He had nine hundred twenty nine yards, tenth in the NFL. He had fifteen touchdowns. His touchdown production is not what I'm worried about at all. The fact that his touches increased and his yards per touch stayed over four, that's what I care about. Um, he saw 15 receptions, 21 targets. Don't care about that. But he's seeing lots of touches on a team that is not going to trust Mac Jones to sling the rock um, 50 times a game like they would Tom Brady. And here's the be- biggest thing about this, and we're going to talk about him later, is that everybody's talking about Stevenson as like that electric back. We want him. He's the next big thing. I think Harris is going to prove to be a starting caliber running back for the Patriots and Stevenson's going to be a support guy. And with that being said, I'm not, I don't care about touchdowns. I don't care. It's going to change with those touchdowns. He finishes at RB two running back 14 without those touchdowns. He probably finishes at like running back 18 to 20. And I'm okay with that. Go buy this guy because everybody wants the other running back from the Patriots. Yeah. And um, you know, we kind of discussed this off air. I like I like Damon Harris. Uh, he's not he's not a flashy guy. He's one of those blue collar uh, players that's going to be under the radar and perform uh, and going to and going to get you steady steady uh, points weekly. Uh, he's got good hands out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean he's he's a very very good buy candidate, especially um, when we go into Stevenson a little bit later, uh, because everybody's high on him. Um, so they're downplaying Harris. So he's a player that you can target and be comfortable with getting. And I think he's the type of guy that you can, um, you can do one of those trades where you get rid of like a, a older, not necessarily older, but kind of older running back. Um, that, that I don't know. I'm trying to think of a guy like Aaron Jones. You could probably swing Aaron Jones for Damian Harris in like one seven, one eight. Like if you get one seven in that deal, jump all over. I don't think that somebody's gonna go that high. I think there'd be a little bit more of the the nine ten range. But I mean, 
you know, it, uh, depending on how you value, value that, seven or nine could be real close. Uh, even one or ten. It could be even one yeah. ten. If somebody is willing to give you a uh, mid to late first round pick and Damian Harris for um, Aaron Jones, I I would take that. Austin Eckler, I would I would do that deal. I think those are the types of deals that if you can get somebody that they're a contender and they want a better player to trust, you can probably swing a deal like that because Damon Harris isn't looked at as like an RB2. He's still not. Like right right now, if you like Damon Harris, go into one of your leagues right now and, and send a trade offer of Damon Harris and just try and get him and just and just ask somebody, hey, what do you want for Damon Harris? And I guarantee it's going to be lower than what you think it will be. But let's move on. Let's talk about your keep and it's Mac Jones. You're talking about another quarterback. This is your third division in a row, three quarterbacks. Spoiler, he's going to talk about four quarterbacks. Uh, so let's go and talk about Mac Jones and why you want to keep him. Um, the reason why I want to keep him is because um, the Patriots don't have really a lot of skill positions uh, that you can hold on to that you're going to look for. Uh, Jones had a lot of up and down, um, you know, Growing pains and everything, he's in that offense. But I, I think the Belichick system uh, will be put to the test mm. um, after this year with the uh, Josh Daniels leaving. Um, so you're going to see that test, but he's young. Uh, I'm going strictly on age, strictly on upside. Um, for a quarterback that is growing, the team's not that old. Um, a lot of Belichick is, is putting people in places to win. Uh, so he's going to go back to the formula. I don't think this is going to be a payoff in this year. I think this is a two-year payoff. Mm. Uh, you're going to hold him for two years. And then he's going to have, I think he's going to have a, an uptick this year. He's going to make it to that QB, a solid upper tier QB two. And then next year, next off season, is when you want to uh, start looking if you're going to sell him, uh, start looking around because that's going to be probably his peak value before before you know you start seeing where he's really going to end up. Yeah, and if and, and on an offense that is going to be in successful positions because they have a good defense, an offense is going to be able to score points um, in superflex leagues. He's going to be valuable to you in soon quarterback leagues. It's a, one of those hold and hope. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm trying to trade away Mac Jones in one of our leagues that we're in together because I have this thing where I draft the guy and I try and trade them before they even start their second year. I've already done it with two with Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, another conversation for another day. And Mac Jones is my third rookie from this past draft. And I have paired him with two mid first round picks and I cannot get any quarterback in the top five, not even close. And so I need his value to kind of increase, which seems kind of crazy, right? That like, but I don't know. People are so down on this rookie class, which I still don't get. Um, but I think you need to keep him a little more, let him grow. Like you don't just, just cause it, just cause it's hard to bloom and it's spring. Doesn't mean you need to pick the flower right away. Let it grow a little bit more. You'll have some, you know, in a couple of days, it'll look a little better for us. Dynasty in a year, it'll look a lot better. And now guy, we're going to sell. Ramondre Stevenson, the other running back, the one that everybody loves, the flashy guy, the new rookie, the guy that's going to be better than everybody else. Like we've seen time and time again. 
he's so flashy. People love him so much that they are really wanting him. You're trying to trade him away in a league because some guy really wants him. And I think get rid of him now because you probably drafted him. Rookie drafts, ADP. I don't know. Uh, probably in 12-team format, probably like 3-5. Like 210 to like 3-5 range is where he was drafted, right? Uh, I, I got him. I seen him go in all mine. I seen him go as high as 2-2 and as low as 2-8 in my rookies this past year. So he was always a high second-round pick for you. Okay. Right. Okay. And in my leagues, I do not believe he was. Um, again, again, I could be wrong, but I, I doubt I'm wrong. I'm not. I don't know. Hang on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let's go with my longest leagues. He was drafted. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, my goodness. Now, this includes uh, defensive players, but he went at 313 in this league. So, 313. Now, I'm going to keep looking at more leagues while we're doing this. I just think that based on where he was drafted, you probably can get a high second-round pick for him, which I think is, is a, a fair value for a guy that is probably going to be more hype than anything else. In a league that we are in together, um, our Sunday league, he went at 3-1. So if you get him for a second, now you've kind of just grown more from there. And I, I think he's a guy that can be paired with a pick as well to improve your pick's draft status. I, I just Here's the thing. We can't trust all these guys in, in, in New England. But I'm going to put my trust in Harris, and I'm going to put my trust in the value that Stevenson's putting out right now to gain me something better down the line. Simple as that. No, I don't think there's any more else to say. Yeah, I think, I think we've pretty much covered it. Yeah, we talked about them both. Now, let's talk about the New York Jets. I'm going to continue right now because I have a guy that I really want to buy. Simple as that. It's, he finished as a wide receiver 44. That's Braxton Barrows. And he's going to be a free agent this year i believe i think so i'm trying to what are we yeah, I, think, year? I, I, I think he is uh, this is your this is this was year three but here's my thing 46 receptions 431 yards two touchdowns doesn't look that great That's, i get it he gets some receptions in there he gets some returns the jets were pretty bad this is a very hard one for us to talk about and if there's a guy you're gonna buy that i think who's and i'm this is me really trying to predict this is, uh, this is, I hate, I hate fucking doing this with slot receivers <laughs> and white guys and everything. But if you can predict Danny Amendola before he's Danny Amendola, you do it. And that's my prediction here. This is me predicting him to, you know, before Ted Ginn goes to Carolina and has a 10 touchdown, 800 yard season. Before he has a better season, that's now. I just have this feeling that he's going to go to some team, be their number three option, and he's going to look stellar. And his value is going to kind of go up and you can go get him for a third round pick right now, which is nothing at all. Thirds and fourths in non-defensive leagues are, in my opinion, throwaways. I don't want them. They're a waste of space. I'd rather have a guy right here that has some production that a guy, a quarterback kind of likes that I think is going to have this upside. It's a risk I'm willing to take with, it's not even a risk. It's just the reward I'm willing to reap at no risk pretty much. Yeah, he's a 2022 unrestricted free agent. Thank so, you. Um, so he does have a lot of upside. Um, Future-wise, where he ends up can can either increase or decrease that value. If he goes to, you know, if he goes to where he can flourish, you know, or he could be, you know, a, a wide receiver three in offense. Uh, but what also he takes on is. He gets special team yards. He has he has sneaky speed. 
if he gets past that first line, he could he could break one on a punt or a kick return uh, because he's he's got a nice footwork where he can get out to the open field and make people miss, get on those one on one situations, and take advantage of it and be off to the races. So I, I like this being you. I, I gave you this bite because you felt so so strongly about about mm-hmm. it. So I, I, I like that. I, I mean, it's a uh, you know, when you get to the mid-third round, I, I call them dart picks because you're just throwing, throwing something at the board hoping that it pays off. Uh, I think this is this is a good observation for a player like him to throw a third and just see, worst-case scenario, you're out of third-round pick. Best-case scenario, you've got uh, a solid contributing flex player. Let's say he goes somewhere like Cleveland, who's probably also going to lose Landry. Let's say he goes somewhere like Houston, where he can slot him behind Brandon Cooks and uh, Nico Collins. Let's say he goes to Tennessee to take over the th- number three job there. Um, New goes, Orleans. New Orleans takes over a job. New Orleans is going to have any money. They can kind of get a guy like this. Uh, maybe he goes to I'm trying to think. Maybe he goes to Tampa Bay and becomes their third. Doesn't matter who their quarterback is, because once they get him, they're he's, you know going to use him. Bruce Arians is going to use him offense type way. Um, maybe he goes to, I'm sure they another team, Atlanta and becomes yeah. their number one or two. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver and is like, I don't want, I don't want Sutton or Judy and brings in Barrows because he's the type of guy, type of guy Rodgers bring in. Raiders could use another guy. There's so many guys, maybe Dallas. We we're talking about Dallas earlier with them and Juju. Yeah. What if Dallas loses Michael Gallup and they go, you know what? Let's just bring in Burroughs. We don't have a lot of salary cap. Let's pay him like, you know, five, six million a year, whatever. And he's our number three in Dallas and a high volume offense. The opportunities for him to his role to increase are so vast and um, just out there that I, I like this risk. But let's move on. We're talking about my guy too much. You get both keep and trade. Let's talk about your keep, though. There's a lot of good options here. I mean, you could have went yeah. with Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, and that's kind of where you land. I went with Carter uh, because I feel that, you know, Running backs are a staple, um, and I think he showed flashes of of his abilities this year in a offense that sputtered a lot um, with the injuries and stuff. Um, so I, I like this. I like Carter. I like Carter coming out of college. Honestly, uh, I actually hated him going to New York because I think he was way too talented. But it's somebody that New York can build around. I think he's going to be able to be that bell cow running back. So he's a key for me because worst case scenario, you're going to find a quarterback, I mean, a running back needy team. That's going to overpay. So hold on to him, reap the benefits, see what you can get for him. Worst case scenario. He missed three games. So he only played 14. But in those 14 games, I think he had eight games with double-digit carries. Uh, And we have to remember, this is the Jets. So there's a lot of games that the Jets were losing where running is no longer an option. Uh, but he did have, he had two games with eight plus receptions. So he has this pass catching ability. Um, most games, he only had like one or two catches. Uh, but I mean, he still ended the season 31st in rushing yards, 31st in touchdowns, 31st in attempts. He sounds like he finished like the New York Jets did in the NFL almost. Um, <laughs> but he also had, he had 36 receptions on 55 targets. So the value is there. There's not a lot of offense there. There's really nobody to take away from. Like Ty Johnson, get out of here. 
uh yeah i don't Tevin coleman get out of here nothing so ride this right and the growth and the growth he's going to be he's going to be growing with my trade uh person here uh <laughs> So let's so, talk about uh, that. Let's let, let, let's just switch gears right now because you spoiled it. Let's talk about it. Why are you yeah. trading away Zach Wilson? Uh, because it's the Jets. Uh, you don't have a lot of weapons there. Yeah. Uh, you're so his his ceiling is really limited. True. Uh, but you're going to always have somebody out there, especially a super flex or uh, somebody the city quarterback depth. He is a starting quarterback, so you're going to see somebody out there willing to pay simply because they need depth. Uh, if it's a super flex leave, you're going to see people out there trying to gobble up starting starting quarterbacks just to slide into that. But, but I, I think the team he's on limits him. Now, this could we go into an offseason where there's a lot of free agencies. You can bring in a big, big name uh, wide receiver, a, a decent tight end. This bumps his value up. And if that happens, that is the time to strike, and that is the time to sell him. Once he gets a legitimate weapon in there, strike while that iron's hot. My thing is, um, I'm going to put this in a trade scenario for you that I think would make the most sense for everybody out there. For me, if you're a rebuilding team, you keep Zach Wilson. Now, if you're a team that's trying to contend, let's say you're a playoff team, let's say you're, you know, you're, you're drafting right now based on your finish, uh, nine through twelve. I use twelve team standards because I feel like it's base. But let's say let, let's say you're, you're drafting in that range every year and you have a good team. Maybe the team that finished tenth place this year, the one hundred three, maybe they have like Kirk Cousins on their team. You know, somebody like that, and you'd be like, "Hey, you're rebuilding. Let's do Zach Wilson for Kirk Cousins, and I'll do it straight across." Because for you as a contender, you want to win money. I don't give a fuck about building long. I get people want to, oh, I want to be long-term. I want to be good forever. If you win money in your league, let's say it's a $50 buy-in and you come home with $300. That means the next six years in that league are already paid for. That's how I think. So who cares if you have a long-term league? You're playing for free for the next six years. That's how I think in fantasy. And I don't think a lot of people do that. And I think that more people should do that because it, would make you feel better once you win or would kind of change your goals of what you're doing. But I'd rather have a guy that is going to give me points now if I'm a contender. But if I have Zach Wilson and I'm a bad team, I'm going to hold him. So I think your trade is very specific in my eyes. Yeah, you got to find the right trade partner. Um, and also, you got to look at, look at this. You know, Let's use your Kirk Cousins. Uh, you could sell Zach Wilson, get Kirk Cousins because you could sell the well, is Kurt, where's where's Cousins going to be? Do you want do you want somebody a staple or do you want the iffy? You know, Kirk Cousins goes to Houston. Who would you rather have? Cousins. You know, you, well, I like I like Houston as a team and a destination. I think there's so much promise there, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to sell up because you you. I'm using Houston because talent wise, them and the Jets are are real similar. Uh, so you could you could sell the well you're getting you're getting about the same quality around the quarterback but you're getting the much younger quarterback so you might be able to get cousins at a pick like a low second simply on you're getting the the younger player to help build, that you can watch grow i'm going to take on the older statesman 
and you know you're going to you i really feel that you would come out of this better and that's what you got to look at like i said it's really team specific and need specific because if you hold on to him too long his shelf life on your team is going to be just that he's going to be on your shelf for a while taking up a roster spot yeah and i know some people um i know the dynasty nerds i think like two of their three main podcasters are pretty big buyers of zach wilson I think they see something I don't. I've been down on Zach Wilson since he came out of the draft. Uh, he was my quarterback four or five coming out of the draft. Um, so that's just me. Jets, bad team. Unless they improve, I don't see him doing much. Get rid of him if you're a contender. If you're rebuilding, sure, hold on to him. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here. Now, grab my handy-dandy paper. You can always... Catch more of us on TikTok, where tons of content gets dropped there and everything. YouTube, where you can watch these. If you're not, if you're listening right now on Apple, Google, Spotify, um, audio, listen, uh, website.com, wherever <laughs> you're listening, um, you can also check us out on YouTube to put, you know, face to, to mouth. And you can see more videos that are going to be coming up here in this offseason. We're going to be dropping some other uh, cool little videos for you guys, breaking down each NFL team and their off-season goals and needs and what they should do. Uh, but also you can see us on TikTok with hot takes and other NFL and fantasy discussions as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, usual, usual. Uh, we are now partners with the W2M Network where you can see all of our content there as well, as well as many other content creators talking about vast amounts of subjects, such as Jason, who believe talks about movies sometimes and other things. Where else can they hear your opinion yeah you can find me on damn you hollywood over on w2m uh, that's where you're going to see me pretty much over the next month uh me and the patriarch uh mark radledge are going to be tackling a lot of movies for black history month and so it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we're doing a spike lee retrospective mm -hmm. uh we're we're doing we're doing uh, a triple feature with pootie tang um Solid. Ladies man and ladies man and um Soul Plane. That's gonna be a real fun That's a very terrible fun. movie you're ending with, but uh yeah. And um like it's a fun experience. Me and Mark, we we pick movies, we dissect them, we have fun with them. So yeah, definitely check me out there. And where else can they find you, Ty? Well, if you guys want to hear me talk about a reality TV show, uh, over on MTV, I talk about uh, Love War Challenges is an MTV The Challenge, is the name of the show, uh, podcast, talks about everything in and out of the podcast, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that and everything. TikTok is really big for us there as well. Uh, in YouTube, we drop top 10 videos of various things. Uh, so if, if, if you're into Survivor and you're into Big Brother, but you want to watch something that's better than both of those, you know, The Challenge is for you and I cover it. You can hear me there. But with all that being said, that is our coverage of the AFC East and everything around us as well. Be ready to come back next week as episode five, we switch back over to the NFC and we talk about another division over there. I'm guessing NFC South. I don't know. Okay. We'll find out. And, and also, if you're listening to this and you have a startup league that's ready to, ready to go, shoot me and Ty a message. We, we definitely want to get involved in a startup league mm -hmm. together. So definitely shoot us a message or... Social media is at the bottom of the page. Shoot us a DM. We'd yeah. be we would happy to be joining your league uh, if you're doing a startup. 
for one team we are gonna co-op yeah. a team you're not gonna feel two orphans we don't want orphans we want startup yeah, well. something new we want to draft together but yeah we're gonna manage team together and you know what if this fails and we don't get it i'm just gonna start reaching out to content creators and we're just gonna have to do our own league this is what we're gonna have to do but we want to join your league and see what we can do and now with all that being said we'll see you guys next <laughs> week enjoy this time away from football just kidding go watch the pro bowl watch senior bowl get ready for the fucking for your rookie draft senior bowl is very important but with that all being said we'll see you guys next week